We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. Uh, you know, earlier in the summer, I was giving some uh, Starbucks uh, gift cards. And um, I, I don't go to Starbucks very often, in fact, very rarely. And so I was on vacation. Uh, I went into a Starbucks. And um, it was one of those rare occasions where there was no line. You know, and I went sort of straight to the counter and says, what would you like? I was like, I looked up at the menu and there's like just a plethora of choices. And I said, uh, I said a frappuccino or a... Or a cappuccino, uh, uh, a latte or a flatte? I, 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 I don't know. I'll take a latte. He says, "Is that frozen or?" T-? I said, "Oh gosh." Uh, and then I said, "I'll take a latte." He says, "Would you want milk? Uh, do you want regular milk, skim milk, or do you want almond milk or soya milk?" And I said, "Oh, uh, just ordinary milk." Would you like that co- coffee? Where do you want that coffee from? I said, "I, I don't know. From your beans, I hope." I mean. <laughs> I said, well, would that beans come from Africa or would you like them fair trade? I said, God, I can't just have a cup of tea. And she goes, well, which type of tea? Yeah, no, stop. stop. I just wanted to stop. Just give me an ordinary cup of coffee. Um, but no, seriously, it was like, anyway, later on, like after I'm sipping on this uh, latte and cappuccino frate, I kind of remember what it was, but I, I'm, I, I find out, because of course I Google it, they have 228 choices. For coffee. That's a lot of choosing to do just to have a coffee. That's a lot of work early in the morning to make that choice. Um, I, you know, I, and I laughed about it, but it's actually sort of our, our society is imbued with choices. I mean, everywhere we go, like if you go into the grocery store, you've got tons of choices. You go to the fresh fruit and vegetables. I mean, we have more choices even in the midst of winter than most countries do in the midst of their regular summer when all the vegetables are ready. And, so, and, and of course, you go to cars. You've got all the different types of cars, foreign local trucks, non you know, you name it. You've got choices up and down. And sometimes the choices can be somewhat, maybe overwhelming, but, you know, sometimes they're just all trivial choices, like a cup of coffee, and we don't really think much about it. But there are some choices and some decisions that are significant. And it matters a great deal because it, it gives us a trajectory at the way our life goes. And, I, and the reason why I bring that up is I think, you know, when we, when we become Christian and we remain Christian, it's a choice. I mean, there's a lot of other choices out there. And one of the greatest choices that seems to be promoted today is not choosing at all. It's just to go along with what society says. And, and each one will, you know, will validate their own choice as a good choice. So the question then is, how do we choose? How do we choose to follow Christ? And, it, and choices and decisions is what these scriptures are all about today. The first one is, you know, is Joshua is putting before his people. Remember now, he's the inheritor, the, the successor to Moses, comes into the land. Is, he's an old man now. And he's saying to the Israelites, don't forget Choose God. My, for my part, he says, I'm going to choose God. I'm not. He says, but before you do, do you want to choose the Amorites? The God of the Amorites? Remember, there's a God for everything. God of the sun, God of water, God of the earth, God of the skies. You name it, they had a God. Because they thought that's how the powers worked. He says, look, he says, you want to choose them? That's fine. But I'm going to choose the God of Israel. 
the God of Abraham, the God of Moses. And I'm asking you, and they step up and they make that choice. They commit one more time. Now, Jesus comes along and he's, remember, this, this, we've been reading this for the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, which is the Bread of Life Discourse. We've been reading from this some time and it's, it's a difficult passage because it talks about he is the Bread of Life. He is the Lamb of God. And he breaks himself open and they're hearing these words and that he now is very clearly saying that he is, he is God. And that they come, they must choose to follow him because he comes from the Father, which means he's the Son. And they're starting to hear this and they say, and he says, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And that harpens back to this animal sacrifice and that he is the Lamb of God and they're just finding it too hard. And so they say, this is a little hard. And he says, yeah, sure it is hard. He says, but you will have eternal life if you follow me. But if you don't, you won't. Hard words. And so they walk away. So he turns to his 12 and he says, are you going to walk away as well? And they answer, we've come to believe in you. And we are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. Who else? Who else could we go to? See, my friends, is fundamentally, you, you've made that choice. You're here. Some way, shape, or form, you've made the choice to follow Christ. But somehow we've got to bring that choice. It's, we, we, I think sometimes we think it's a once-out choice. And in one sense, it is a once choice, but you have to renew the choice. Day after day, week after week, you have to renew the choice. Why? Because the choices keep on coming at us. There's plenty of reasons to walk away. If, if there was just a once-off choice, this church would be full every single Sunday, jam-packed. Because it would be like a Christmas. Because they choose, but they only come twice. Christmas and Easter. And so somehow, you've made a choice that's different. The question is, what is that choice? What does it mean to choose Christ? And what does that mean for us in our own daily life? Well, it's quite really, let's not overcomplicate. What was Christ's number one commandment? There's only one. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor yourself. That's all we have to remember. That is all we have to remember. And if we continuously ask ourselves according to that standard, how well we are doing, how well are we following Christ, ask yourself, how well am I loving my neighbor? How well am I loving my spouse? When I meet and I have, an, I, have a, I have an interaction with somebody, was that my best self? Was that my most loving self in telling her I disagree? And if we're honest, we're going to say no every now and then. We're going to figure out that wasn't my best self. Something else was going on and got me off guard. So I need to go back and say Forgive me, that was not my best self. That was not my most loving being. That was not how Christ wanted me to be. And so we go back and we repair and we love and we forgive. That is hard work. Let's make it very honest. To do and to follow Christ and be loving all the time to all people is hard, hard work. There's no way, no nice way of saying it. And that's why our church is emptier. Because people don't want to do it all the time. Because it's hard work.
But that's why we come. That's the reason we come to this table. It's because we know it's hard work and we need each other. And we need Christ to help us to do it. So when we receive Christ and the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, we're saying yes once more to that. Not that we've got it all right, but I'm going to work at it today. And this is what I'm going to do. I am going to be my best self today and this week. And there are going to be some tough decisions in this next week where I'm going to have to be nice to somebody who is not nice to me back. I'm going to have to love somebody who is not willing to be loving back to me. And that is choosing Christ. It's hard. But that's why we need each other. It's because now we look around and we see no matter how little of us is here, there's enough of us to make a difference. There's enough of us to give us encouragement and say, well, I can do it. Look at all, look around. If everyone else is working at it, I'm going to work at it. I'm going to keep pressing ahead. And so that's why we come. And so my friends, like Joshua, like Christ, I put that choice before us once again. Now we're here. So we've made the choice to be here. Now let's make the choice to be loving. Let's make the choice to be loving to all who we encounter. Let's make sure we, by our actions, make very clear to everyone around us that we have chosen Christ.